like I say, we're thankful to be here this evening. Uh, Terry had said he wasn't going to be able to be here. Uh, Linda wasn't feeling good, so he wanted to stick close with her, which we understand. Hope she feels better. But we just wanted to say we appreciate him calling. Glad to, you know we're able to come and stand, and um, glad Taylor and Katie are going to be able to sing for us. And I was teasing him. I said, I don't have a lot on my heart. I said, I hope he's got like 12 songs to make up for the time. And uh, he told me he didn't. So I, you really pray for me. I, I've only got a little bit. And um, I don't feel like it's much, but uh, I'm really hoping the Lord allows me to preach the way he wants me to. And I, I, wanna, I want somebody to get what they need. I want somebody to um, come to a relationship with Christ. I want somebody to, that's lost, that uh, knows that they're not saved, to get that. I want somebody that's you know, out of church to get back in. And I hope the gospel speaks to him this evening. And that's my heart's desire. And uh, as we uh, go into our service, I want to go uh, in with just a word of prayer before we get started. So I'll ask all you to bow your heads as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're thankful for this evening and thankful for the opportunity to be here once again, Lord, in your house. We just pray that you'd be with us and guide us, Lord, as we go through this service, Lord. That the Spirit may flow with strength, Lord. That it would call unto those that need it most, God. We pray that you'd give them opportunity. Lord, and that they'd take heed of that opportunity. That they'd come unto you and bow before you, Lord, and talk to you. Lord, we're so thankful, Lord, for the opportunities you've given us in our life. And we just pray, Lord, that somebody would take notice of the greatness that you're trying to do with them. Lord, and that they would come to that. So as we go in our service, Lord, we pray that you'd watch over us and guide us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. We're going to turn it over to Taylor and Katie for a few songs and really pray for this service. You pray for us. We, uh, when Terry called, we were a little anxious and uh, we tried to uh, pray and see what uh, God would give to us and uh, he told me to, to sing Amazing Grace first, and uh, I like to have a couple, and I was praying, and he, he wasn't giving me anything else, so we'll sing, and maybe God will impress us to sing a few more, but we'll, we'll do the best we can and just try to follow the Lord, so just pray for us. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Grace that taught 
A little person in this world I may be. And I can't keep up with the times. I've got heaven on my mind. I claim Jesus first and that's enough for me. I claim Jesus first of all, He will answer when I call. For I know that I've a soul, the sun set free. And I am God's own child by birth, the highest honor on this earth. I claim Jesus first, and that's enough for me. Some folks, they live on their wealth and pride. I may be poor, but I'm satisfied. Great Jehovah, He owns it all, don't you see? And underneath His loving wings, I'm as happy as a king. I claim Jesus first and last, enough for me. Oh, how precious is His grace when you know the time and place, when you quit this world of sin down on your knees. And once he caught my fallen soul, now it's better felt than told. I claim Jesus first, and that's enough for me. I claim Jesus first of all, He will answer when I call. For I know that I've a soul, the sun set free. And I am God's own child by birth, the highest honor on this earth. I claim Jesus first, and that's Enough for me. We're going to turn it back over to you, Jordan. Appreciate those songs. I've got a couple spots I want to read here in, um, in John. And you really pray for me. I'm not exactly sure what the Lord wants me to preach out of this, but um, this is what I have on my heart. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what, uh, what the Lord wants to do with this. So this is in John chapter 12. And uh, we're going to start, let's just start over in uh, verse 35. So if you've got your Bibles, I'll give you time to turn to that. But uh, this is John chapter 12, verse 35. And uh, I guess my thoughts this evening are, um, once I was wounded, but now I'm restored. And um, that's kind of 
just the thought pattern I have. Um, it's been something I've been thinking about for a while. And God's manifested some things spiritually um, that have tied in, that have brought that to light for me. And uh, I'm so thankful um, that God can take the most broken vessel and turn it into something like it's brand new. And uh, that is amazing to me. There's times I'll try to build something and I'll, I'll damage it to a point that I can't do anything with it. And I'll just burn it in the fire. It's all I can do with it. It's, bro- it's broken. It's beyond repair. Um, what I've done to it, it's, it's worthless. But I'm glad that when we ruin our lives to a point where we're worthless and we're just scrapped for the fire, God can bring us back and restore us not only to the potential we were at, but far beyond that. And uh, that's kind of my thoughts this evening. So if you will pray for us, it says here in John 12, verse 35, it says, Then Jesus saith unto them, Yet a little while is the light with you. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whether he goeth. While you have the light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from, from them. And uh, I want to just kind of dissect this piece by piece. But uh, when I was reading this, I saw that yet a little while is the light with you. And uh, I thought about that and God kind of opened my eyes a little bit on it. And, uh, you know, he was talking about how he was going to die and uh, how he was going to go to the cross and how he was eventually going to leave them. And he was trying to explain that to him. He was trying to explain that there was going to come a time when he was not going to be there anymore. Um, but I like it. It says, walk while you have the light, lest darkness come upon you. Um, he gave them the greatest opportunity. He was there. And uh, there's so many times in our lives we look off on this side. We look at this. We take our eyes and we place them other, other places and we don't realize what greatness we have sitting in front of us. We don't realize how good God has been to us. We don't realize that he's setting things up that we didn't realize. And that's exactly what he did here. You know, it talks about later, it says, they didn't realize till later on when they were sitting together what he was speaking of. And there's times in my life I've thought, you know, sitting over here a couple years later, I think, that's what God was doing. That's what he meant. That's what he was wanting out of me. And there's been times I've regretted not following close enough. And there's been times I'm thinking, Lord, thank you. Thank you for preparing me. Thank you for allowing me to live that close. That, Lord, we've got to this point. But uh, as it goes on, it says, Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. You know, this is a pretty... Pretty simple and self-explanatory, I think. But if you're not walking with Him, you're walking against Him. If you're not hovering under the light, then you're out in darkness. It's very simple. It's The Bible is so simple uh, that a child can understand it. It talks about heaven, and it talks about hell. It talks about being with God, and it talks about being against God. There's no middle ground where you can find a place where you can dig in on both sides. That does not exist. 
You'll not find the scripture saying anywhere in here that you can just be neutral. You can live in a gray area, you know, and you can just pick your time when you want to go over here or do this or do that. That's not what it says. But I like it. It says, in darkness knoweth not whether they goeth. And uh, something that kind of I was reading this week that I thought was interesting, and uh, it really made me sad. Uh, it was an article talking about, I was telling my wife about this earlier today, but it was an article talking about people who live underground in big cities. And uh, I thought it was peculiar that somebody would choose to live underground, to live in these abandoned tunnels, these networks of, uh, uh, I guess you could say, train railways and subways and old wine cellars and stuff. They'd choose to live in these. And uh, as I read the article, I realized they didn't really choose to live there. They had problems. Uh, they didn't have any money. They didn't have anywhere to go. They didn't have any family. Um, they were addicted to drugs. They were, had this issue or that issue that led to them being there. And uh, every so often the police would come in and they'd say, you know, you guys can't be here, and they'd clean it out. And then they'd be on the streets for a while. And then in the wintertime they'd find their ways back in there. And it was a, interesting to me as I read it. I thought, Lord, thank you for the home I have. That's what my first thought was. But as I read, I thought... You know, to be in that darkness, underground. As the reporter was, or the journalist was writing about this, you could tell it was a friend of his. He said, uh, you know, I followed him into his home one day, and he said, he led me down this tunnel. He said it was about 500 yards, and I couldn't see anything. He said, I had to keep feeling for him to make sure he was in front of me. He said, and then we got to a point where some light would come through. And he said, and I got to you know, where his little shack was, and he said, I thought, you know, holy cow, somebody lives here. And uh, my whole thought behind this and point, just follow with me and pray for me. But the whole thought behind this was, everyone that he spoke to, the reason they were there was because they were wounded. They had some type of issue, whether they were overseas in a war, came back damaged. Some of them got into some things, maybe it was drugs or whatnot, and became damaged and addicted to a point where a wound became in their lives, emotionally and physically, and they found their place here. You know, there's, I think, so much relatability to that. How many people do we read in the Bible that had a wound that no one could see? Had a wound deep down that nobody could cure? You know, I love the scripture of that woman with the issue of blood. Said she spent everything she had trying to fix it. Said she did everything she could trying to get rid of that issue. But nothing, nothing helped her. For 12 years she lived like that. And uh, in those days, if you were a woman like that, uh, that had that particular issue, you weren't allowed around most people. Everything you touched had to be cleansed. You weren't allowed at the temple. You weren't allowed here. You were exiled to darkness. And I thought that was interesting when I read that. But you know what? There was a man named Jesus that came by. And he said, you are healed. I believe when she heard that and she felt it. I mean, it says when she touched the hem of his garment, everything changed. Man, I don't know uh, how great that moment was for her. But I know as an eight-year-old boy, when I was wounded beyond repair in my way, when I became changed and restored from a broken vessel like that woman, 
I know exactly how she felt. I know exactly how she felt. Going from darkness into light. Going from a path that was so weary. A path that was full of struggle. A path that I had so much uncertainty. To find something that was stable. Something that was sure in my life. Something that led a path and lit it up and showed me the way. Folks, there's no greater purpose in life than to follow the Lord. And as it goes on, it says, While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of light. And I love that because, you know, each one of us that are saved, we have a light we carry with us, each and every one of us inside. And if you're out there walking amongst the world, it's your job to light the pathway for others so that they can see what's going on. You think about that little story I told you about those people that were homeless. I mean, that man, he had no idea, you know, what was down there. He just knew that I had to go this way from point A to point B. He lived in that little spot day by day, walking in darkness. How sad that is. I mean, golly, I want to see what's around me. I want to see where I'm going. I want to know where the next step is, where the next wall is, where trouble is. If you're walking with Christ, you can see things coming. And you can establish yourself to help yourself out. You know, I think about in my lifetime, and this is just me, you know, people say, Jordan, you talk about yourself a lot when you preach. Well, you know, the Bible's full of uh, people talking about themselves and what God did for them. I'm just trying to help people relate. And the uh, Lord gives me my testimonies, and I'm glad for that. And I hope they help somebody. Sometimes they're embarrassing, but uh, you know what? I, if I can help somebody, that's what I want to do. I want my light to light the way for others. And I was thinking about, you know, these people. And, you know, I was thinking about some of the folks I've read in the Bible. And uh, one of the men that stuck out to me was Legion. It talked about how he would run around in the tombs late into the evening, all night long, crying, you know, slitting himself. Uh, you talk about a man living in darkness, uh, that would be darkness to me. You say, well, preacher, he wasn't underground or nothing. He, there was still sunlight during the day. It don't matter. When you've got a, a wound like he did, life is darkness. There's people walking among us that we think are okay. There's people walking every day we see and we talk to and we say hi to and we smile at and we think they're okay just like us. But what we don't know is what's going on inside. And that's our job to help and show them that what's going on on the inside is not the final destination. It's not the end. It's not the place that you're going to be stuck in the rest of your life. And uh, you say, what are you preaching? What do you mean? What I'm saying is, though we are born in darkness and sin, light is just around the corner. God came into this world. He, he said, no, I love it. Let me, let me read this. It says, verily, verily, this is verse 24. I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. And he was talking about when he... Uh, was coming to die for us. And uh, I believe, I think it's, let me see this right, if I can read this right. Uh, yeah, verse 27 says, Now this is my soul troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? 
But for this cause came I unto this, at this hour. Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it, that it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. <laughs> I love that. He didn't need to hear it. It was for me and you. goes, Now in this judgment of, the, of this world, now shall the prince of this world be cast out. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. He was talking about when he rose on that third day. When he died and was crucified, he didn't just lay there. I love that song about you can walk by and see Buddha. You can walk by and you can see Muhammad. You can walk by and see all these other gods. You know, but mine, he's not there. He rose. He took off. He's already in heaven waiting for me. You say, well, preacher, what significance does that hold? It says, and I, if I be lifted up from earth, will draw all men unto me. Where he is, I'm a-going. Because of what happened one day. It, when I, you know, when we go back to that verse 30, 36, it says, Believe in the light, and you may be the children of light. Because of what I believed in, I found that I could go where he's going. Because I had faith, I gained access. You know, you can read over in Romans, I believe. I think it's chapter 5 maybe. I'm not sure, but it talks about having access through faith. If you don't have faith, you don't have access. And if you don't have access, you're not going to heaven. And uh, you say, well preacher, you know, what do I need to do? You need to believe. You need to get down. You need to pray and call out to God. You need to speak to Him. You need to get on a personal ground with Jesus Christ. you got to say, Lord, here I am. Lord, I'm full of wounds. Lord, I'm full of darkness. God, I'm full of trouble. Lord, I have no purpose and I have no destination. But God, if You would, clear all that from me. That's what I did when I got saved. I didn't say all those words. But when I got saved, darkness left. It said it was cast as far as the east from the west. And I believe that. Darkness has not entered into my life, or into my soul, I should say, since the day I got saved. The day I got saved, things got a lot brighter. Colors look better. I mean, I can't explain it. When I got saved, things looked different to me. Not just spiritually, but naturally. Love boiled up that I didn't know. My eyes beholded things I didn't see before. My heart felt for things that I didn't really care about before. God will not just, like I said, take a broken vessel and restore it. He'll restore it way past what its expectation was. If you want to be a vessel that can hold spiritual water, you want to be a vessel that people can cling to and take hold of and get nourishment from, God can do that. The Bible says it time and time again. Seek and you will find. Come unto me and you'll find rest. God's so good. I, I want to read this one last verse before we might get Taylor and Katie up to sing maybe a song before we leave. But I want to read this 
this verse here, it's in Romans. If I can find it, hopefully I, hopefully I can. Oh, I'm sorry, maybe it's not in Romans. <laughs> this is in Acts chapter 23. And this is uh, Paul they're talking about. And uh, I'm just going to read in verse 8 and go through probably 11 here. But it says, For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man, speaking of Paul, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And when there arose a great decession, the chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them commanding the soldiers to go down and to take him by force from among them and to bring him into the castle. And this is what I want to get to. I just wanted to read those to kind of give you an idea of what was going on. So Paul's life, uh, I guess you could say, was in dire need of getting some uh, help. So in verse 11 it says, in the night following, the Lord stood by him. And uh, as I read that, I was so happy. And you say, preacher, why? Such a simple verse. Because all the times that trouble has befallen upon my life, I go back and I can see the moments God stood with me. I can see the times Christ came and stood with me in my weakest moments, in my darkest hours. Though we're saved, we're not going to walk through life without trouble. But I tell you what, we've got a friend that will stick closer than a brother. I'm glad that when things happen in our lives, I've got a greatness that I can lean on. I've got something that I can cling to. God is so good. He is so good. God's blessed us so much. And uh, I'm so thankful that when He saves us, it isn't the end. He saves us, and He helps us, and He guides us, and He counsels us. And I'm telling you what, thank God He resurrects us. Because without that, uh, you know, it would be fine and dandy, but I want to go to heaven. We're thankful to be here and thankful for that little bit of a message God gave us. And uh, If you're watching, I, I pray that you'd come to a place where you can speak to God. Where you can call unto His Son and say, Lord, here's my circumstance, which He already knows. He knows where you're at. He knows how you feel and what's going on. He knows whether you're wounded or whether you're out of church or whether you're lost, whatever. God knows. He just wants you to come and talk to Him about it. They said back in that scripture we read, Seek ye the light, why is near? I mean, God's given great opportunity this evening. If He's walking closely with you, don't take that for granted. Don't go looking at whatever else you've got going on in your home. Focus on God. Focus on the Gospel. Focus on the call and what He's asking of you. I'm telling you folks, I know, just like the rest of you, sometimes when I'm sitting in my house, it's hard to watch a live feed. It's hard because I've got other things that can distract me. But I pray if God's talking to you, don't let the world distract you from the greatest moments that you could receive. There's been too many times in my life 
I've allowed little things to take great joy from my life. And if God's hanging out in your living room or wherever you're at with you right now, don't let the world and Satan take the greatest moment of your life and ruin it and take off with it. So I, I ask you, if there's any of you that God's speaking to, pray unto Him. Call unto Him. Make an appeal to Him. Say, Lord, here I am. What do you ask of me, Lord? He'll let you know. He'll tell you, come and be saved. Believe. Have faith. If you have faith, Lord will save you. I have no doubt about that. So I, I'm going to leave with that and just say we're thankful to be here. And I'm going to have Taylor and Katie come and sing a song. Uh, just in dismissal uh, before we go. And I hope that while they sing, maybe somebody uh, will bow their head and pray to the Lord. So as they come, I'm going to ask them to sing. And whoever uh, has a circumstance in their lives that they need healing, I pray that you would just call unto the man who's the greatest physician we know. The man that can solve all problems, can fix all illnesses. I mean, God is good, folks. You're not uh, uh, out there you know, looking in the health department right now. There's a lot of doctors, there's a lot of physicians. And some of them are good and some of them aren't. But I'll tell you, you'll never be disappointed with this man. You'll never be disappointed with the healing grace of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What He does, it's not just skin and bones. It's on another level. It's something that cannot be touched by this modern medicine that we have now. It's something that heals a lot deeper than that. When God saves you and mingles in your life, he can take things that look like they'll be stuck forever with you and He'll cast them as far away as the east from the west like I was talking about. So as they sing, I ask if anybody needs to pray, I just bow your head, call unto Him, speak to Him. I've not always been faithful, but He has. I've not always been graceful, but He has. I've not always been true, but He's always come through. Amen. He has, yes, He has. Mm-hmm. I tell Him I'm not strong, but He says I am. I say I can't go on, he says I can. I've not always overcome, I've not loved everyone, but he has, yes he has. He has been the greatest friend that I have Can't conquer
conquer death, but he has. When I'm tempted with sin, and I fail the test again, he passed. Yes, he passed. He has been the greatest friend that I have ever known. He has paid the debt on Calvary all alone. He has given me a melody and song. Oh, he has. Yes, he has. That's good. Thank you. I tell you, that's, those are good words, backed by good spirit. And uh, we're thankful for opportunity this evening. And we're thankful for God passing by. And uh, I appreciate your prayers. And I hope that somebody took heed to the call this evening. That's my heart's desire is that somebody got fixed up. That somebody made a point in their life and said, you know what? I'm tired of living this way. I'm tired of being this way. I, I'm, I want better. And, uh, you know, it, it's not uh, something anybody can force you to do. It's not something that uh, people can influence you to do. It's personal. And when I got saved, I tell you what, there's nothing more personable, personal than God saving your soul. Uh, when He saved me, my mom and dad didn't answer for me. Uh, my pastor, Terry, couldn't do anything for me. But I tell you, when I made a point and said, Lord, it's me, I want this. He changed me. And uh, it's all up to you. You can't, you can't buy your way into this. You can't force your way into it. You can't uh, trick yourself into it. I mean, if you want saved, it's got to come from the heart. And uh, I'm just so thankful that God had call, has called to people this evening. And I'm thankful that um, He's given opportunity. And I hope that you are feeling the same way. And uh, so as we, we go, we're just going to have a prayer and dismissal. I don't know of any announcements or anything like that. So hopefully if there is some, they'll send them out on the one call or Facebook or however they do it. But uh, we're just thankful to be here and thankful for the prayers and thankful for the time we've been given in the house of the Lord. So, if you will, bow your heads and we'll dismiss them in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for the gospel that's gone out this evening. Lord, thank you for the opportunities, Lord, that you've given to someone or someones. Lord, we pray, Lord, that they'd take heed of this opportunity, Lord, and that they would come unto you and say, Lord, here I am. Lord, that they'd take responsibility for their own lives. God, we can preach and preach and preach. Lord, and we can testify and we can try to counsel, but Lord, we can only go so far before it's their, their time. Lord, before it's their point of action. Lord, we pray that they know that. Lord, that they'd understand that. That they have to come, Lord, with a willing heart. That they have to come, Lord, from their heart, Lord. Not anything else, but from them. Lord, we're so thankful Lord, for the songs you've given us to sing tonight, Lord. 
They were so sweet, and Lord, the Spirit was in them, and we're thankful for that. Lord, we just pray that you'd guide the church, Lord, and guide our people and help us and encourage us, Lord, as we go through our week. In your holy name we pray. Amen.